heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? I don't want to be here. This has been not a great week. Not a great weekend. Rough. I'm channeling my, my Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> Rough weekend for us here in the, my household. Rough weekend for... Uh, you for reasons we won't talk about. Rough weekend for the Suns. Rough weekend for Eric Bledsoe as well, and the Mavericks. Just all around. Who had a good weekend this week? Dear God, man. Um, yeah, I was gonna send out a tweet. I just kind of put my Mavs coverage on hold for like seventy-two hours, but uh, I should resume everything on Monday. Had some crazy stuff happen, but Nick is moving across the city of Dallas, and but. Who had the better yeah. weekend? Yeah. Nick, myself, or the Mavs? Let's <laughs> somehow safe somehow to say I think the maybe Maverick. the Mavs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Mavericks might have, even though they lost so bad to the to the Houston Rockets. So we are going to spend the majority of this podcast today talking about the positives. We had somebody on Twitter, can't remember who off the top of my head, but said that, you know, can you guys please talk about the positives? And it was sort of a joke on their part, but I just thought, you know what, let's just talk about the positives. Let's look at the, some of the stuff that we are seeing right now that is is good. And so we're going to spend some of the time on that. Let's try not to be down because, and let's start with this. The biggest thing for me is that we knew that this was going to be a rough season going in. But the first two games totally caught us off guard. We had talked ourselves into this team to the point where, like, you thought that they were going to be, you know, better than Memphis, so like the eleventh best or tenth best team in the West, you know. So we had at least talked ourselves above, you know, four teams in the West. And then you play two of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference, and or you play the, the one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference, and then you play one of the worst teams in the Western Conference, and you lose to both. And then you're just like. And then the Rockets' loss makes it even worse because they just manhandled the Mavs. Like the Mavs just had no chance when they walked in there. And you sort of expect that, but you at least hope that it's a little competitive. What has thrown – like we, we've just been thrown so far off the trail and just been so disappointed by these first three games. Yeah, I mean, like you don't want to make excuses for it, but we haven't had our starting backcourt. I mean, no matter how good of a team you are, whether you're the best team in the league – or you're the worst team in the league, take away your starting backcourt, and you're going to be completely thrown off. I mean, this team came in, you know, day one of training camp and had Seth and Dennis, and, hey, this is going to be our backcourt. We talked to talked to Dennis about it said, hey, how dangerous are you going to be? He's like, man, we're going to be a super dangerous backcourt. They benched Nerlens for Seth. Like, everything was built around, really, this backcourt and this new up-tempo style, and and then the stuff comes out about Seth. So, like, we haven't even gotten Seth at all. 
And I'm not saying like when we get Seth back, it's just going to be the, you know, fix all everything, but we haven't had, you know, we've, we had Dennis for one game. So, you know, Dennis has set out the past two, two games and I don't know how it's going to look like, uh, look for uh, Monday with the Warriors, uh, quite yet, but you know, it's just, I mean, you, you take away any, anybody's starting backcourt, they're gonna, they're gonna struggle, uh, completely. And, you know, we saw it with Dallas. Yeah, we get one game from Dennis, a really, really good game that everybody's excited about. If he plays in that in that Kings game, they definitely win that game, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean well, I mean, yeah, I'll say so. I mean, that's – and that's what – you know, I was at a, a buddy's house a few nights ago and my best friend here in Dallas, and he was like, man, like he was giving me heck about picking Dallas over Memphis, stuff like that. And a lot of my pick, a lot of my – you know, me saying – you know, I think in Dallas is going to be the tenth team in the West, better record than Memphis, and like thirty-eight to forty wins. Well, a lot of that has to do with Dennis rookie winning, being a top rookie of the year candidate. He's only played one game, so you know if a lot of the season hinges on how the progression of Dennis this first year, and once he gets healthy, once he gets rolling, then. I think we could see a different story. So I'm not, I'm not backing my guns down on that stuff. Like I still think it could very well happen, but it just has some, some time to tell with, you know, the injury stuff. It, you just hate the injuries so quick. It just, so it's, it, it's literally like deja vu from last year. Backing my guns down. I've never heard that, that phrase before. Is that a real phrase people say down here? I don't know. Up in Kane Tuck. It's what we use. <laughs> really? You guys say backing my guns down? I don't know. I just this is something I thought of. I've been watching the latest transform, the latest Transformers movie, and I don't know. It kind of sucks, but yeah, I just <laughs> I've just been seeing guns going off. Don't they have swords and stuff? Yeah, they have swords. They have guns. They have this one has like King Arthur in it. What the heck? A Transformers movie? Yeah, it started off. My my dad's still visiting from Kentucky. He was like, "Are you sure you got the right movie off Redbox?" I'm like. I think so. I've never seen it, but it's okay. Oh man. Anyway, so the thing you you mentioned about you know how everybody's you know Carlos said they really wanted to play fast. They started this. They put this formulated this lineup so that they could you know come out of the gate fast, except for Dirk. And they haven't had the lineup. They haven't had you know the two guys in the back that sort of make this all work. You know, and. The Mavericks, if you had to guess right now where they ranked in pace with the rest of the league, what would you think? What do you think it would be? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say we're like dead last, but I would probably say we're somewhere between, I don't know, 20, 25. The Mavericks are 27th in pace right now. The Dang. only three teams slower than the Mavericks right now are the Jazz, the Nuggets, and the Kings. Kings are dead wow. last. That sort of That sort of surprises me. But I guess when you have Zebo Z- yeah, I guess when you have Zebo and you have Vince Carter, that's uh, gonna make you slower. <laughs> All I around. took uh, I took my dad to the uh, Kings game on Friday night, and uh, we were sitting up there watching. He was like, you know, we're, we're obviously we're both from Kentucky, and so he's seen Nerlens play in college and stuff. And he's like, man, has Nerlens gained any weight since he was at UK? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, we we mentioned that, you know, after media day, it just doesn't look like he is <laughs> bulked up like at all. Uh and that helps Especially him. when you see Zebo just like throw him around like a rag doll. Yeah, seriously. 
So, all right, other positives. The Mavericks have played faster. They've played about three ticks faster than they did last year. So they've at least <laughs> upped it, you know, a little. Like, their pace is, is faster than it was last year. So I don't know. I don't know what you want to say to that. Uh, but they are doing what they said they were going to do, just not as much as everybody would have expected. Yeah, and are we gonna are we gonna use this time to try to tell fans why to stay positive right now? Yeah, go ahead. All the positives. Let's just get all the positive energy flowing at the beginning of the podcast. Well, I don't want to be like redundant what I just said while I go, but just just be patient. Like let's wait. Let's let's wait to see what Dennis and Seth is. Like I'm not saying Seth isn't the answer to everything, but before we just like right now, it's Matt. I'm an optimist. I, that's just who I am, like in life and just different things, and especially when it comes to Mavs. Like, just don't I'll ask take, Dwight you know, Powell. Besides Dwight Powell, but you know, you don't see me taking a lot of shots. Like, there's plenty enough people on Twitter that are always bashing Cuban. They're always bashing. Hey, do your thing, bro. Like, that's just not me. But that's our future president. It, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it comes to like the Mavs in their backcourt and stuff, just like. Let's just wait before we just completely throw in all of our chips and say, kick this Mavs team to the curb, trade the whole team. Just stay positive. Like, let's wait for this Dennis and Seth backcourt that we we, we got all hyped about in training camp. We're like, man, let's just see how it's going to turn out. And we know it might not be the best defensive lineup, but let's just see, like, offensively how they fit together. And so, anyway, let's hold off on that. Let's wait till that happens. It might result in a lot of losses until then, but. Let's just see what it looks like. I would be much more depressed as a fan and as a media member if we've exhausted like all options. Like if we were completely healthy right now and we're still losing about, you know, 80 a game and we have Seth and Dennis out there and just everything and just everybody out there is just not clicking. That would be a little bit more depressing. But let's just let's hold off. I mean, would you agree Seth is probably our top four score on the team? This year? Oh, man. I, I would say top three for sure. Who you, who would you put as the, the third guy better than Seth? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm like Dirk. Oh, I don't know. Just a guy that scored 30,000 points his, you know, his entire career. Yeah, that's, pro- <laughs> that's, that's probably good. They're probably about next. I mean, right now, like, Seth can definitely score in better volume than Dirk can. Like, you know, he just can score in more variety of ways because he has the spot-up stuff. He has, you know, the pull-up jumper, you know, like Dirk does. But then just – the going to the basket stuff, Seth just has a lot, you know. He does that way better than Dirk right now at his at this point in his career. He can create a shot for himself, and Dirk really can't. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, you you're just we haven't seen a top a top four score on the team. We haven't even seen him this regular season yet. And then Dennis, which most of us would agree, would probably be our second leading score this year, um, behind you know HB. We've only seen him one game, so let's just like people uh, we, let's calm down that like we're, we're gonna get to see that and and that's another positive too another thing of why not to give up on dallas this year so you know not yet is dennis gonna grow he's 19 like we've only seen him one game even when he comes back he's gonna make mistakes and different stuff like that but i think hopefully and where we're you know what we you know hope or predict will happen is dennis right now will be a drastically better player in you know five six months so it's just another thing of 
our point guard on our team that's 19 years old. A lot of people think it's going to be rookie of the year. He's going to get better, and that's just another thing to look forward to, another positive to look forward to also. Yeah, he's the second-leading scorer on this team right now. You know, He's only played one game, but still, that one, the one game has put him in second for points per game. Uh, Dennis is definitely, you know, the trajectory is definitely going to get better throughout throughout the season. You know, like the, the season, it'll it should start at its lowest point for him. And if this team is going to ride or die on Dennis, then it started pretty low. <laughs> it started at a you know at a spot where there's a lot of room for growth for the you know for the entire team if it's just going to ride or die with him. You know he had a pretty good you know personal performance, but then there's just so much more that you want to you know to get out of it as a team. Dennis is not going to get better though if he's going to be eating you know fried you know what is it what did he eat today chicken noodle soup on a stick what did he have at the fair today did you see his instagram story fried fried bubble gum yeah i don't think he ate that but he definitely was confused by that and so was i yeah i went to the fair uh on saturday um (laughs) with my dad and you know the texas state fair i mean there's fried beer there's fried coke there's fried Oreos, fried Coca, Reese's. Coca-Cola, by the way. I just wanted to clear that up for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fr- it's fried powdered like- sugar, guys, okay? They put powdered sugar on things. What are they- Some- Sometimes I think the people overseas just don't understand Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I did not go to the uh, fair, but I heard and saw pictures of the... <laughs> the- I don't have to even say deep fried. That's redundant. The uh, funnel cake queso bacon burger. Did you see yes. any of those? I saw, yeah, I saw some of that. I saw, um, I can't, like, there's so much stuff that they, like, if they just throw stuff in there and just fry it and say it and sell it for, like, $30 or something. Well, this is the problem. It's become, it's become a thing that every year they come out with this new thing. So now every single year they have to do something stupider and stupider and come up with something even more ridiculous and gross. But the thing about the funnel cake queso bacon burger not that not not the existence of it i understand that sure whatever the fact that they gave you an extra side of queso on the side with your burger that does not make any sense to me like at at what point <laughs> should we just stop like what at what point should we save people from themselves when you're giving them extra queso with your funnel cake bacon queso burger like there is no part of that sentence that sounds remotely even like it wouldn't kill you in you know less time than any other food in the world Hey, at the fair, there's no there's no diet guidelines. Like everything goes out the window. You just you're just trying like turkey legs. People are just loving the turkey legs. But I tried fried Oreos, and that's actually pretty good. I thought it was gonna be nasty, but it's actually pretty no, good. No, fried Oreos are really good. That's that's a solid one. That you're gonna find that at at your average any day fair. But if you guys have never been to the Texas fair, you also the Texas State fair, which is here in Dallas, which is basically the entire month of October. You basically yeah. You have to buy tickets to get things. So you can't just pay straight up cash for stuff. You have to buy so annoying. you have to buy tickets, then you have to use those tickets in in an attempt to make people pay more money for things that they wouldn't normally because they don't necessarily they don't register that extra step of cash value for a ticket. And so you're like going for a ride and you're like, "Oh, I'll pay, you know, whatever, four tickets or eight tickets whatever it is for it," not realizing you just paid like $7 to go on this stupid ride. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how they do it. But the fair is actually over today. So you will not be able to get any more tickets for the fair. However, you can still get tickets for the Dallas Mavericks. And Isaac, tell me the best way that you can get tickets to go see your Dallas Mavericks. You know what? The best way is SeatGeek. 
SeatGeek, the best way for you to get tickets for your Dallas Mavericks to go watch this team play. And I'm just going to be perfectly candid with you guys right now. The team has started out 0-3, and they're going to be playing the Warriors. And so a bunch of people are going to come out and, and watch the Warriors just to see the other team. We understand. That's what it is. Every single year, the best team comes in, and it's sold out. You know, there's, there's standing room only, basically. There's tons of media there. There's just, everybody's around there. These next couple of games after the Warriors game, that is when you want to come see the Dallas Mavericks because everyone will have already gone. You know, people are already seeing the Grizzlies game again, you know, at home, the 76ers on Saturday. You want to start looking for those games because the team's going to still be like 0-4, maybe 0-5 at that point. The tickets will be at an all-time low, and what better way to use your SeatGeek and your promo code LONBA to get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Use it. Get it, get your tickets, and of course, best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. 20 bucks. You go there, you spend $25 on a ticket, use the promo code LONBA, you get $20 back. That's promo code LONBA. Use it, abuse it, you know, go see your Dallas Mavericks. Use it, abuse it. (laughs) Go see them. Use SeatGeek. It's super easy. It is. It's super easy. So, the Dallas Mavericks... Uh, we'll continue to play this really tough opening schedule that we didn't think was going to be as tough as it happened to be. Uh, they play the Warriors next. Dennis Smith Jr. questionable for this game. I do not think that uh, Seth Curry is going to play for this game. They're still you know, keeping him out for a while. Um, we don't, do we even have a timetable when he's going to come back? I don't even think we have that. So here's the thing. Earl, uh, Earl tweeted out this morning that, or on Sunday that Seth is out for Monday night game uh, against Golden State. When they originally talked about the Seth timeline, they said it would be reevaluated weekly. So it makes it seem like, you know, each end of the week they'll reevaluate it. If they say no, uh, it'll be another week. So if you're going off that, then it might be another week he's out. So we should get clarity on that uh, Monday night. Uh, Really, probably Monday morning at shoot-around. But... How long, if that's uh, if this is going to be another week uh, for Seth, and unfortunately we might not get the other Curry either, as I, I know a lot of fans, including myself, because my, I'm taking my dad to the game, is wondering if if Steph Curry will be uh, suspended for Monday night for his mouth guard uh, issue the other night against Memphis. According to Steph Curry's head coach, he should be suspended for eight or ten games. It was such an egregious act that he committed. Uh, no, that was complete sarcasm by by Steve Kerr on that point. Uh, he'll probably get suspended. You know, it's regular season. When he threw the mouth guard in the finals, I think it was – was it this past year? Oh, my gosh. It just it feels like it's so long. I think it was – or was it last two years or ago. Or was it two years ago? It just seems like all those are now, like, running together, all those games. And when he threw it then, he didn't hit a ref. He hit a ref this time, so there's probably going to be a suspension. And it's regular season, uh, and it's just the Mavericks, so you know who cares, right? Like that's probably just what the league office is probably going to do. I hope not. Just wait. Just wait till past Monday, and then suspend him for like a week. I don't care then. <laughs> got some. You got some personal issues with, with the league office on that point. So, but that was pretty much a bummer. That whole that whole you know last couple minutes was was a, last minute or so talking about injuries was a bummer. But let's do a couple more positives before we get on to the rest of what we're going to talk about today. 
The Dallas Mavericks currently have a better defensive rating than which NBA defending champion team, Isaac? Cleveland. The Golden State Warriors. The Mavericks have a better defensive rating than the Golden State Warriors right now. The Mavericks are rated ranked 26th in the NBA, and the Warriors are ranked 27th. Oh, man, that's Dwight Powell greater than Draymond Green. <laughs> I did tweet out though from the Rockets game. Dwight Powell's defensive rating was like <laughs> was really good, and Nerlens Noel's was terrible. It is it was insane to me the difference between their you know defensive rating. This is what Dwight Powell's was. Dwight Powell's was 71.9 in 20 minutes, and Nerland's was 134.2 in 16 minutes of play. Holy crap. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, the difference between those two. That is, gosh, that's like 63 points difference, points per 100 possessions. <laughs> that is like astounding. Now, Dwight Powell played a lot in the fourth quarter with against zero players that will ever see the floor in a, you know, in a playoff matchup for the – for the Rockets, so they're you know second, third stringers at certain positions. So that was kind of what threw his numbers out of whack. But another thing that I wanted to point out is we've talked about Dwight Powell and, and, and Nerlens Noel a lot and compared them together and like, oh, why is Carlisle playing Powell ahead of Noel? And right now, Dwight Powell is averaging 14 and a half minutes per game, and Nerlens Noel is averaging almost 21. So when people say, like, oh, he's playing him over that, it doesn't mean that he's playing Dwight Powell more. It's just these certain instances, like that fourth quarter of the first game or, you know, some 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 other instances in these other two games that he's chosen Powell over Nerlens Noel. But it's not like Dwight Powell is getting more run than Nerlens. So I, I think that's a positive for the, from the season so far. Yeah, I mean – and we're not, I think, can we agree that we should be seeing Nerlens more, though? Oh, definitely. No, definitely. Okay. I, but I don't think it's as, like, could you imagine right now if, if Dwight Powell was at, like, 21 minutes and Nerlens Noel was at, like, 19? <laughs> we'd just be, yeah, sure. we'd be freaking out right now. You know, like, that just wouldn't make any sense. And it would seem as if Carlisle was limiting Noel because of the contract thing. That, that would be the only logical explanation for that, if that was the case. But it's not. So I, I take that as a positive. Now, we're looking at an 0-3 team, guys. So it's kind of hard to pull positives. Uh, another positive concerning those two guys as well, Nerlens Noel is shooting 90% from the floor. <laughs> He's taking three, three field goal attempts a game and basically making all of them, averaging nine points or so. And, uh, and Dwight Powell shooting 50% from three. We're still positive. Say, stay positive. Whatever you say next, stay positive. There's nowhere to go but up for Wesley Matthews. <laughs> so that, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna go there yet. I was gonna see what you're gonna say about Dwight Powell's fifty percent three point shooting. Um, hey, great shooting, Dwight. Keep uh, no, I, I want to say keep it up, but I really don't. I really don't want you to. <laughs> Man, I oh. he has some good confidence right now. I tweeted out this gif from the Rockets game. Go look at my Twitter at Nick Van Exit. And Dwight Powell just launched this one from what what would you say? Thirty feet? Yeah. Yeah, at least like twenty eight feet. <laughs> at least where he was I mean, it was not super late in the shot clock or anything. He just launched this sucker. <laughs> Straight confidence too. Seriously. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. There was like 16 seconds left in the shot clock. He definitely had time and just launched it. So, uh, 
Another hey, th- but we're down we're down by twenty, so at that point, shoot your shot, Dwight. Couple more positives before we talk about something else. The uh, in three point shooting, Yogi and Jan are also averaging fifty percent from three. So that's positive. I'll take that. Berea is averaging, you know, forty six percent. Dorian Finney Smith, forty three percent. JJ our MVP through three games. That I said that JJ Berea is the best guard of the Mavericks right now, and and Chris Axman laughed in my face, and then some people went after me on Twitter. I think he is right now. Hey, it's it goes down to the the one thing we talked about. If it's one quarter to win one game. And you need to, you need to have, you can only pick one guard to give you the best shot at winning the game right now on this roster. It's JJ Bray. Yeah, it is. Now, Chris brought up a good point in that when he said that you know what JJ brings you is you know in in the way that he sort of makes the offense go. His height is like not his physical height, but just the the height of what he's going to bring on offense isn't good enough for the team to you know to win games in the sense that he like when he goes out there, the only thing that you can do is run the offense that JJ Barea is good at. Yeah, but that's working better than any of their other offense right now. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty fair in that. Sense, yeah. Like, like what, if it's going to be I mean, relative like that, then yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean that it, it's just kind of like, especially with Dennis out. I mean that, it's just everything's thrown in a funk. Like if you can just imagine, it's, you know, training camp. You working through training camp. You building this whole. You're shifting from this offensive focus. And when I when I was talking with uh, Andy Bailey and NBA Math on their podcast, and he was talking about how fit. Can we talk about that? You referenced the, that podcast so many times that you went on that podcast, well, and you did not talk about me one time I, on that podcast. Did I not talk about you on a podcast? You did not mention my name one time, and I listened. You know that I listened. Dang. Did, I'm sorry, Nick. I should have. I talk about you more than any other media member in my life. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, man. Last time, Next time. Okay, on Mavs Fanatic Podcast, Taman did this exact same thing. He went on a Drive and Dish podcast, and he did not mention me one time on it, and I came back, and we did this whole segment called uh, Beef of the Week. And so we would go back and forth about these beefs that we would have. And Taman would always rant about these random weird things. And uh, I would tell them that he is, that those are weird things. I'm not like subtweeting him right now, but he would talk real rant about these weird things. And I was like, all right, I got a beef of the week this week. And he was like, okay, go ahead. And I didn't tell him what it is on purpose before the show. And I came in, I came in real hot and I went after him with this three minute long rant about how he did not talk about me on the podcast and all this stuff and how he i attributed it to like kevin durant and russell westbrook because that's what we'd argue about a lot and he just left speechless after that just totally left not knowing what to say all right nick well i'm supposed to go on this radio show uh in for some in memphis ahead of our double header this week and i think it airs on like tuesday or wednesday i promise you your name will be on that. Just give me a one time and my co-host Nick said, or my co-host Nick thinks. Like, just one thing. Even if it's like my co-host Nick thinks that the Mavericks might be able to sign Nerlens, Even if it sounds like a ridiculous statement. Like, um, well, yes, my uh, the co-host of Lockdown has Nick, Nick Angstead. He, he's, he thinks that Jean Cavell <laughs> could be the next Allen Iverson. 
You heard it from him first. <laughs> go check his go check his Twitter name right now, and that will prove it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! All right, before we get I, it, before, I don't forget what we were talking about. Before we get out of here, though, let's talk about what you referenced at the the top of the show with uh, Eric Bledsoe. Have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, man, that just that totally caught me off guard today. I think it's quite funny. Do your, do your thing. He needs to get out of there. What a crazy situation right now. Just a bad situation. That coach, that everybody was saying as soon as he got hired that he was not ready for that job. And what we're referencing is Eric Bledsoe is a point guard for the Suns, and the Suns have been like this dumpster fire of a defense. Just awful. I mean, you saw everybody going after me about <laughs> when I got excited about Lonzo Ball, you know, like scoring 29 points against them. Everybody was like, oh, it's the Suns. Oh, it's the Suns. No, like they're they're pretty right. Like, yeah, it's the Suns. Like they just have this awful defense. Everybody's gonna score at least 130, 120 points on them. Uh, I can't wait for the Mavericks to play them. But today, Eric Bledsoe tweeted out, and that they you know got beat by 48 points in the first game. So it's it's just been terrible over there. And they have, you know, they openly tanked last year, and they weren't even this bad. Like <laughs> that's just that's <laughs> insane to me. So Eric Bledsoe tweeted out, "I don't want to be here." Just straight up, like no context, didn't quote anything, just out of nowhere, just, I don't want to be here. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, only, the only thing that he tweeted before that was some guy tweeted, Eric Bledsoe has been listening, it's questionable for tonight, and he just responded and quote tweeted it, said, ha, with an exclamation point. That's, that's the last thing he tweeted before this. So it just came out of nowhere. And he did that, and like almost immediately after, his coach Earl Watson gets fired. like that i mean i didn't know that i mean eric bledsoe is called what is he called he's called mini mini lebron on basketball reference like that's his nickname on there i didn't know he had the power of lebron too hey it could be the opposite he could have like heard watson was getting fired and said i don't want to be here Ooh, flipping the switch on me Never, never know. Either way, I don't even think it matters who coaches there. I think he's just done with it. No, yeah, I think I think he's completely done. They're doing this rebuild. He is in like the prime of his career right now, and he definitely wants to go somewhere else. So, Isaac Harris, is that somewhere else the Mavericks? Because we have been throwing around these Eric Bledsoe trades, and you know, connected with the Mavericks for I don't know twelve years. It just feels like it feels like it will never end. <laughs> Ever since Bledsoe was in like middle school, um, no, I mean. At this point, just like any other fan base, when uh, a popular name hits the trade market, you instantly look at your team and say, would it be a possibility? And then the fan base is just constantly tweeting. I mean, it wasn't 20 minutes after that tweet. We already had like multiple notifications of people sending us fake trades. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? um, Yeah, with Dennis now, I mean, that obviously changes some things, but I did take to Trade Machine because this is a – the like home tab on my computer (laughs) and before you get into all of those the the reason why this would work is because eric bledsoe started out his nba career as a two he started playing you know as the two next to chris paul and it worked pretty well yeah it worked well um and he has the frame like it you know he does have the you know nick reference the mini lebron like he is like you know a, a thicker uh type of of guard it would be interesting to see, you know, how that would work next to Dennis if it could. Um, a lot of a lot of Bledsoe's ability hinges on his health because he has missed a lot of games. But I don't know. Uh, 
I personally don't think Dallas will get involved with this. No, me either. Um, um, if they do, I think it could be a, a three-teamer or something like that. But it's also – I do want to set the table for this. This is also one another reason to stay positive, I think, or um, a reason, another reason to say, hey, don't give up on the maps just yet because I think we're just primed for a trade. Oh, and, completely. With that open cap space, you know, that $10 million or so that the Mavericks have in cap space, you also have guys like Eric Bledsoe that are just going to get sick and tired of being on these teams and say, you know, being like, man, why are we, you know, I'm on this team that just sucks all the time. Like, I can imagine George Hill eventually at the end of the, you know, the season with the Kings, like, guys, just like, get me out of here, you know, just, you know, yeah. get me to somewhere that's actually going to win or, you know. Even you know, any of the guys on the East. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, I think, might be a guy that is going to say, you know, get me out of here. I, Who knows? Like, that team is just so bad, and he's had weird locker room stuff with them. Um, so the Mavericks are going to be one of those teams that, that can be available for you know, to be a third team in some of these trades. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, especially with our start, it's just been atrocious. <laughs> and, um, you know, with the cap space, and we, you know, we got some you know, some pieces that might not fit into a rebuild. And I just uh, I put out a piece um, on Sunday, today, or yesterday, and uh, just talking about the tough situation Dallas is in with Wesley Matthews. And really for both parties, uh, how tough it is for, for Wes and Dallas right now. Because I think we could both agree that it, it hasn't went uh, like it planned you know, it hasn't went to the best um his couple years here and even starting this his third season and it's kind of tough for dallas even if they did want to trade him you know he does have that player option in the summer but anyway the rockets have a- the rockets play-by-play guy i can't remember his name off the top of my head is said that wesley matthews is one of the best three-point shooters of all time the rockets play-by-play people are some of the worst people like calling games I d- like not personally but like Colin. I did a whole thread about how bad they were. They said that Nerlens Noel was the first pick in the draft by the Philadelphia 76ers. That's probably Clyde. Yeah, it was Clyde. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to throw I'm going I have a couple uh trade scenarios, some trade machine things. I'm going to throw at them. you. Uh, fans always love trade machine and uh, some ideas. So not saying these are not deals that I, I say I endorse or I would want to see happen. Just trades that I could see maybe from both sides. First one, let's just do the straight up Dallas Mavericks, Phoenix Suns. Let's say Dallas does want Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe, Tyson Chandler. and Yes, I'll take gosh. Tyson. I'll take Tyson any day. <laughs> I'm draw- I'm drawing a blank on this guy's name. The dude that won the freaking or that can jump out of the gym, Jones Jr. Derek Jones Jr. What's his first name? Derek Jones. Derek Jr. Jones Jr. All right, Bledsoe, Tyson Chandler, Derek Jones Jr. Four, Wesley Matthews, Seth Curry, Salah Meshing. Hmm. I do that. So Phoenix, I do that if I'm the Mavericks. I think. So Phoenix gets off Tyson's contract. Yeah. They trade Bledsoe. They replace Bledsoe with, if they think, you know, hey, Seth can be a starting point guard moving forward. Seth wants to play point guard. So then you have Seth then you have Seth and Booker. Seth and Booker. Oh, gosh. Hey, let's shoot a million threes. Yeah. Don't know about defense. But, and then Wesley Matthews is your veteran that's actually going to play uh, compared to, like, Jared Dudley. Um yeah, I mean, you could play him at the you know the two or three backup two, or you could start him at the three and bring Warren off the bench, and run run a lot of you know 
you have your defensive wing now because Booker's not known for his defense. So you put Wes and Booker on the wings. Then you basically just replace Tyson with Salah. But anyway, um, would you agree if next season, if you're going to pay somebody in the teens, would you rather be paying Wes or Tyson if you're Phoenix? Oh, my gosh. If I'm anybody. Uh, Yeah, probably just by proxy of him, you know, the position that he plays. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be more helpful. Uh, For Dallas, yeah, I mean, you would, you know, you'd be getting, you know, you'd lose Seth, obviously, but you'd basically trade Wes and Seth for Bledsoe. And let's let's be be clear about this. Bledsoe and Seth Curry are the exact same age. Yeah, which is wild. So if if for those people that are saying, well, you know, we want to see what Seth's going to be like in the next, you know, they're the same age. So <laughs> same age. And, you know, Dallas would avoid the Seth Curry um, free agency. They would avoid the West Matthews situation, blah, blah, blah. Then you get Tyson back. I don't care what you do, Tyson. Just the fact that he's in a Mavericks jersey. <laughs> some people, right. some people, especially on the Mavs Moneyball, you know, say, you know, team, I guess we can call ourselves a team. Uh, think that it's done with with Tyson Chandler that he'd never come back that it that bridge is burned. Well, first off, he doesn't have a choice. So yeah, right. Like at that point, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a trade. So, all right. So let's move on to my second one, and this one I could actually see happening. So as soon as I saw the Bledsoe tweet, I immediately said, which we've said on the pod before. Denver Nuggets, go get this guy. Go, okay? yeah, go get him right now. <laughs> you are a playoff team that it needs a point guard. So, and you have pieces. Go get him. Anyway, Denver could just make a straight up with Phoenix trade and be perfectly fine. But since we're a Mavericks podcast, let's tr- let's figure out a way <laughs> Dallas could get involved in a three team. Yeah. I actually like this trade, and I actually would not mind it if Dallas pulled this off. And I could see it maybe. So. Denver would get Eric Bledsoe, Dwight Powell, and Troy Daniels okay. from Phoenix. So we're getting two three-point monsters and Eric Bledsoe. Dear God. <laughs> <laughs> they, Phoenix would get Wesley Matthews, Draw Arthur, which he's just a throw-in, yeah. and Emmanuel Moutier. So... Pretty much, you would be trading Bledsoe for Wesley Matthews and Emmanuel Mudiay. Yeah, I'm not into that from them, but continue. Dallas, Dallas would get Fareed and Malik Beasley. Ooh. So Dallas would be trading Wesley Matthews and Dwight Powell for Kenneth Fareed and Malik Beasley. <laughs> Dwight Powell gives you. <laughs> Like Kenneth Reed gives you exactly what Dwight Powell gives you, but a little bit, Bull crap. but a little bit, no. but a little bit better in pretty much everything except for he won't try to shoot threes at all. A little bit better. Please tell me the next time Fareed plays 15 minutes a game and does and does not record a single rebound. That's bullcrap. <laughs> That's true. Okay, he's I've been all about at, the hey. Let's let's swap Powell for Fareed in a heartbeat. Anyway, because we <laughs> Lord knows we suck at rebounding. Yeah. But so anyway, yeah. I mean, if you're Phoenix, a lot of this has to. I mean, what is where? What is Bledsoe's market? What on earth is his market? We 
this is an issue that we had, you know, this summer with trying to make fake trades because everybody has point guards now. I th- like which teams in the league don't have their point guard right now that actually have things to trade. I'm talking to you, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you're if you're a rebuilding team like a, like Chicago, it wouldn't make sense to just unload all of your assets or something. You know, if you have assets. Um, for Bledsoe, like Denver would just be the perfect team because Bledsoe would come in and fit their timeline, and Denver could really just go straight at Phoenix with a Moody, a Fareed, Malik Beasley package, and it be very enticing. But I don't know. I mean, Denver would get Bledsoe in the deal. They would, you know, they'd obviously be giving up Moody, a and Fareed, and all of that. I just, I don't, I like this trade all all around, especially if you can't get. If you can't get like a first round draft pick for Bledsoe, you can't get like a, a big, young, building piece. You at least get Moutier back, which was what seventh overall pick, something like that. Yeah, you get something. Well, I think he was ninth or something, but he should have been a little bit higher in the draft. Not now, I guess, but <laughs> people thought that he yeah. should have gone higher then. So, uh, Indiana. I don't have a trade, but I think Indiana is a team that could be interesting. Put him and uh, Oladipo together. I feel like that could be. Interesting. That would be intriguing. Be intriguing for them. I don't know how the Mavericks get into that, but uh, I have a third one. Oh, go ahead. Of a team that would be interesting. I also saw I saw some some of their report like not reporters but bloggers throwing some stuff out, and I was like, that would be very intriguing. The Milwaukee Bucks. So okay. Let's say Milwaukee says, "Hey, I'm not sure about handing Jabari a max next summer." Which I've made it very evident that I would love Jabari in Dallas. I would love that. But so let's just say we get ahead of the curve on this. I like where you're this going. My, I like where you're going this, with this. This is my last one. Milwaukee gets Eric Bledsoe and a first round pick from Dallas. Okay. I don't know what year. Not this year. Not this year. year. Not this coming up now, no. Dallas, or let's just say Phoenix, gets Seth Curry, John Henson, and the expiring of McRoberts. Okay. Dallas absorbs Tyson Chandler's contract (laughs) and Jabari Parker. Okay. So Milwaukee is pretty much getting off of John Henson's contract, which is three more years at eleven million a year. Their version of Dwight Powell, who can't hit threes, basically. They're trading Jabari, so they're basically getting off Henson's contract and trading Jabari for Eric Bledsoe and a first-round pick from Dallas. That's interesting. I'm not sure they do that. Really. Yeah. I mean, what? That's Jabari's market's so intriguing. It'll be very intriguing come to trade deadline because what on earth is he going to get in the open market over the summer? Because if he comes back and, and balls out, then he's going to get near max. Is Milwaukee willing to give it to him? But let's just say he comes out and he like he doesn't ball out. Like he just plays like average, or let's say God forbid, like he doesn't even play this season. Then you're going to have a team. A ballsy team like you know, like Dallas or something. It's like you know what, I'll throw seventeen mil at him. <laughs> it's like what you know, like you know, if Milwaukee wants to get ahead of the curve on that, getting Bledsoe and a first round pick from Dallas for him 
Yeah, about that. Yeah, that's better than what they. Then you just push everybody up in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, just push everybody up then, and you're starting lineup. You start Brogdon, Bledsoe, Middleton, Giannis, and Thon. Yeah, Giannis is basically your center on defense anyway. Yeah. I like I I like it. I'm intri- I'm intrigued by it for sure. Uh, the Eric Bledsoe thing is interesting because I don't know what Eric Bledsoe's trade you know value is right now either. Him and Jabari are, are really interesting. So, all right, we'll see if the Mavericks are able to get in on any of those trades in any way. Not seeing Bledsoe come back to to Dallas for sure. We're not saying anything like that, but we just wanted to talk about it, and that's our way to do it. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. We're trying to stay positive here. We're trying to, you know, to keep bringing you guys the best, best uh, Mavericks podcast experience. So tweet us at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac Harris NBA, at Locked On Mavs, and uh, we got some good stuff in the works for you guys. On Wednesday, we're going to be starting a brand new, a brand new movement. It's the draft movement, Isaac. The draft movement. Looking forward to it. Stay tuned. We'll give you more details on it. We'll and hang you- in there, Mavs fans. Be- the best is yet to come this season yeah this is not a lost season because dennis smith jr is the season yeah i mean even if we however wins we get we get a fun rookie and dennis to watch hopefully and this is dirk's 20th season i know we didn't get to talk about tanking too much we can talk about later on the week um but i i'm never team tank uh you can come at me all day the only time i'm down for tanking is like the last two weeks of the season and that's about it. But especially with Dirk on this team, I don't – he deserves it. You fight. And appreciate his 20th season. Appreciate it. Appreciate it and his 24 minutes per game right now that is just towing that line for our <laughs> for our board bet. Just right on the line there. Just right under. I'm winning it so far, but it's also one of the games been in the second night of a back-to-back. So, all right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Continue to subscribe if you haven't. Tell your friends. If your friends love the Mavericks – Tell them about this podcast. We will not let you guys down. Jiverson out. Peace out. Boom. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.